What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. Jamoke Davis here with you. It's a great weekend of sports. The NFL's back. The NFL is back. Thursday was the first game, but really, the you know, the big weekend. Sunday was it. To prep for Sunday and making my picks. Of course, I went to Props HQ. Also known as, or formerly known as, the Props Network. That's where I did a little bit of my homework trying to make my decisions. And I also uh, used Props HQ to help me with my Monday night picks as well, which I'll get into later in the show. But first, let's start with some tennis. U.S. Open, Radu Kanu. A qualifier in the U.S. Open won the U.S. Open women's tennis title, winning that Grand Slam. And Daniil Medvedev did not, did not allow Novak Djokovic to get the career Grand Slam record. Rod Laver was in the stands. He had the career Grand Slam in 62 and 69, winning all four in the same calendar year. Djokovic couldn't do it, was brought to tears towards the end of the match when he knew, oh man, this is it, I can't do it. Daniil Medvedev, not exactly one of the most liked people on the tour, but then again, neither is Djokovic. Straight sets though, 6-4, 6-4, 6-4, I mean, wow. It was great to see. A great, a, it was a, because to me, if it's like 6-4, that means to me, both players played really hard. It was a game or two away from going in the other direction. And this was just Medvedev's show. But Radu Kanu was not only a qualifier, but she hadn't lost a set in the entire U.S. Open, beating, beating Leila Fernandez of Canada. Radu Kanu from Great Britain. No one saw either one of them in the final. And yet, here they are. Face-to-face on Saturday. One of them had to win. One of them had to go home. One of them had to go home. And by the way, that was Daniil Medvedev's first major title. Same for Raducanu. Who knows if Raducanu will be back? I mean, you think about Serena Williams and her dominance and what she's done. And here you had a U.S. Open and two young players come out of nowhere and beat everybody in the field and I mean both of them because Leila Fernandez is a great story too another great story but we know what the big story is and that was the National Football League and before I get into the games you know I did something Really exciting. For the first time ever, my colleague and friend, Dexter Henry, and I were talking and he gave me a call and said, hey, do you want to do something with me? It's something new. And you would be calling games, which is exciting for me, but in a new and different way. And so I said, well, let me know more about it. And it was called ColorCast. So he and I did the Steelers-Bills game yesterday. Dexter 
Henry and I did the Bills-Steelers game yesterday, and it was a lot of fun. And if you're wondering, well, what is ColorCast? ColorCast basically is an alternative to live sports and events that give you audio commentary. We did a little play-by-play. We had a little fun with it. We invited people. You can come on the show as well. But maybe you want to turn down who you are normally listening to. Maybe you don't like whoever's calling a game and you want, or you just want something different. Well, that's ColorCast. So we had some hot takes. Like I said, we did some play-by-play, a little bit of color, but we can have fun with it. It was unfiltered. So it was a lot of fun, and, and hopefully uh, we can continue to do this together. You know, don't know if it'll always be Steelers games, but I had a lot of fun watching the game and commenting on the NFL along with commentating on the Steelers-Bills game. You do a little bit of both. And that was that was a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, Dexter and I have a rapport, so that was good. I'm glad he, you know, thought of me when it was like, hey, let's do this together. So it's like, yeah, let's do this together. So shout out to ColorCast, at ColorCast. You can download the app, and you can hear us next Sunday. So look for an update on that on social media. But yeah, I think we're going to be doing this again next Sunday. That'll be fun. But the games, the games, you know, I didn't get to watch much college football on Saturday. Glad Pitt won. Sad that Florida State lost. But it was a great Sunday. Um, Not just because I was behind the mic again, calling football games. But the storylines, Jameis Winston in Jacksonville with the New Orleans Saints playing the Green Bay Packers. And I know you're like, wait, in Jacksonville? Yeah, because of Hurricane Ida, they couldn't play in New Orleans. So they played in Jacksonville. It was a home game for New Orleans. So Winston and Rout crushed the Packers, which was, come on, when you think about what was happening with Hurricane Ida, and there's another hurricane on its way, you know, yeah, as Jameis said, he did it for a city. Stafford, Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald, jumping up and down on the sidelines. They got a quarterback in Los Angeles. The Rams got a quarterback in Matthew Stafford, not the... A hidden secret, I haven't drafted Matthew Stafford for years because he puts up numbers, but now he's got a team behind him, and he showed it. He showed it. Tungavailoa and the Miami Dolphins beat Mac Jones and the Patriots. Mac Jones, the darling of the NFL. I'm sure everybody wants to see what he's going to do. Well, he loses his first game. That's what he does. That's what he does. The Chargers beat Washington 20 to 16. Fitzmagic. The magic's already gone. He's just Fitzpatrick now. He's hurt. And they had to bring in Taylor Heineke. And Washington loses at home 2016 to the Chargers. Eagles crush the Falcons 32 to 6. Devonta Smith, six catches, 71 yards and a touchdown. How about that? Saints beat the Packers 38-3. to 
was talking about the game, didn't mention the score. Rams beat the Bears 34-14. We knew that was going to happen. Matt Stafford, 20-26, 321 yards, three touchdowns. Cooper Cup, 108 on seven receptions and a touchdown. Okay. Broncos beat the Giants 27-13. As I mentioned, Dolphins over the Patriots. That was a one-point game, 17-16. Matt Jones, 39 attempts, 29 completions, 281 yards and a touch. Not bad, but they still lose. Chiefs-Browns. Chiefs win 33-29. to Tyreek Hill, almost 200 yards receiving and a touchdown. Woo! Man. Nick Chubb, 15 carries, 83 yards and two touchdowns. Now, the game was closer than I thought it would be at 33-29. to Everyone's thinking the Browns could be that next team in the Super Bowl. Slow your roll. Slow your roll. All right? I am not going to sit here and say that the Browns were not good last year, but I think they were aided by the Steelers sliding towards the end of the season. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. Patrick Mahomes, 27-36, 337 yards and three touchdowns. Texans surprised me the way that they beat the Chargers, 37-21. Trevor Lawrence still threw three touchdowns. That's a good sign for him. But Tyrod Taylor got it done for the Houston Texans. Panthers beat the Jets, expected. Seahawks beat the Colts, 28-16. Russell Wilson, four touchdowns, 254 yards passing. Tyler Lockett, four catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Cardinals beat the Titans, 38-13. Kyler Murray, four touchdowns, 289 yards. DeAndre Hopkins, 83 83 yards, two touchdowns. As I mentioned, 49ers beat the Lions, 41-33. Debo Samuel. I'm rooting for him. And the 49ers. Trent Williams. Let's see what the 49ers can do. Another potential team that could upset the Bucs. And represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. We'll see. Bengals beat the Cardinals. Yay. I like the Joe Burrow story. I like the Joe Burrow story. I do. I really do. Eagles beat the Falcons 32-6 as I mentioned. Jalen Hurts still threw three touchdowns. I was surprised by that. Steelers beat the Bills 23-16. It wasn't a great game by any stretch of the imagination. I will give you that. But I think the Steelers, as they work their way back into form, if you're going to tell me their one weakness is at quarterback, because I think their wide receiving core is really good, I think they're okay. If you're saying they have two weaknesses, the offensive line, I'll give you that, but maybe they grow into it. And Najee Harris, 16 carries for 45 yards is not good. So they've got some growing to do as a team. But they beat the Buffalo Bills, who were in the AFC Championship last year. And they came back to do it. They played with grit. They fought hard. And they won. It wasn't pretty. But then again, they are a defensive kind of team, and that's how they win. They got a touchdown on defense. 
a touchdown or, or rather on special teams off of the punt. Some field goals, three to be exact. And Deontay Johnson got a touchdown. And the Steelers get a win. And I picked them as my sleeper to get to the Super Bowl. At least the AFC Championship. And in my head, I'm trying to think that, okay, I'm not being biased here. My wife's a big Steelers fan. She's from Pittsburgh. I just think with Mike Tomlin at the helm, who, by the way, has never, ever, ever, ever in his entire head coaching career had a losing season. How amazing is that? The Steelers were 12-4 and last year for all of the talk of, oh, Ben Roethlisberger may be done. Even I saw him yesterday on one play-action play where Ben Roethlisberger looked slow, and I was like, oh, maybe he is slow. But they get it done. And they've got the pedigree and the talent and T.J. Watt, Devin Bush is back. I mean, the way Joe Hayden and Cameron Sutton, Cameron Hayward were playing, that team is solid all around. And I do think they have a good chance to get to the Super Bowl. I do. Now, that was the big game that I watched yesterday. I follow the Steelers very closely. And I follow the Washington football team very closely. And as I saw the game, rather following the game, because I was, you know, doing the color cast of the Steelers' bill, so I was locked into that game. And as we had some guests on chatting with us, We had a couple of them on the hot seat where they get to talk and ask us questions and comment about the NFL. They were keeping us up to date. Shout out to to our uh, we got to come up with a name. They're not our our listeners for now. So, yeah, shout out to our listeners. But we're going to have to come up with a name. We have to come up with a name for them. But I was so excited. Washington football team was the other team on the other side of the conference, the National Football Conference, that I was hoping and thinking that Washington was going to take a big step. And the team that I looked at is the Baltimore Ravens with Trent Dilfer on offense, just managing the game, not causing any turnovers, Scoring when they needed to, but their defense, their defense is really what won them that Super Bowl. So when I looked at this Washington football team and on the defense with Chase Young, I said, okay, we got Ryan Fitzmagic. He's good at game clock management. Never been to the playoffs. Okay, that's kind of interesting. But he only throws six passes and he gets hurt. And the Washington football team have to go to Taylor Heineke. Now, Taylor Heineke, 11 of 15, 122 yards and a touchdown. Okay. Passer rating of 119.3. They still lose to the Chargers, who when you're coming west to east, that normally is a good sign for the team in the East Coast. Washington has one of the toughest records in the National Football League. And I guess it showed. 
because they could not beat the Chargers. They had to leave for a minute behind Taylor Heineke, kind of giving them some energy, but they still end up losing by four. Now, what I thought was missing in the first half was there was no Terry McLaurin. I mean, in one fantasy football draft, someone took Terry McLaurin with the number one pick. I know it was kind of a joke. It wasn't like Terry McLaurin is the best player in the National Football League, but he's the best player on the Washington football team. And I couldn't find him in the first half. But Taylor found him in the second half. Logan Thomas, a secret weapon of a tight end, had a touchdown. Three catches, 30 yards. But Washington still loses. And they've got to find a way to bounce back. But I don't know. That doesn't look good to me. It doesn't look good to me. Now, I know I'm in the minority with this, but really for the Washington football team to be successful to the point that maybe they could get to the NFC Championship game, I don't know if Taylor Hinkie can get this team there. I know that there's a backstory that may not be a good one with the head coach of the Washington football team. And Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron, and Cam Newton. But I even put it on Twitter. I'm at Jamoke Davis. I said, I think, and I posted it to my brothers and, and some friends, and I said, should the Washington football team go after Cam Newton? And I think they should. Don't tell me, oh, no, we're good with Taylor Hinkie. What? You're talking about Cam Newton, who was a MVP of the NFL. Okay, he's not the same that he was back then. But are you telling me that Taylor Hinkie is a better quarterback than Cam Newton? If you were starting a team right now and you looked at the two of them side by side and you said, hey, you can only pick one of these guys to be your starter for your football team, who are you taking? Nine out of ten times you're going to take Cam Newton. And if you're not, you're just kidding yourself. You're just pretending that you wouldn't take Cam Newton. Bill Belichick took a chance on Cam Newton. Why can't the Washington football team? Where did Cam Newton have most of his success? With the Carolina Panthers, with Ron Rivera as a head coach. Maybe they can patch up whatever went wrong with them. And think about winning football games and say, hey, let's get back together. Let's get the band back together again. And let's try to go out here and have a great season for the Washington football team. You know it would get some juice into this franchise. They'd be the talk of the town again. Boy, I couldn't wait to see Cam Newton versus Dak Prescott. Washington versus Dallas. You know you want this too. And hopefully Washington is thinking about it. Now, the next game that I, that I want to talk about is I don't know what to make of what happened on Sunday with the Packers and Saints. You had Aaron Rodgers asking for a trade, causing quite the stir in the offseason. And he was bad. Bad. 15 to 28, 133 yards, two interceptions, Quarterback rating of 
Jordan Love came in, five of seven. Didn't do much. After all, after all, Green Bay only got a field goal. But what do you make of Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I wouldn't say he's, you know, I don't even know. I, w- I couldn't even tell you if he's really liked anymore in that locker room. I guess he is. But you think about, you know, all of the divisiveness he's causing in that locker room, maybe even with the Green Bay Packer fans. And this is what you get against not the New Orleans Saints with Jameis Winston, who's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. It's not with Drew Brees from last year, now that he left. Jameis Winston, by the way, who if you look at what has happened with the last two teams, he gets replaced by Tom Brady, a Hall of Famer, and now he's got to replace Drew Brees, a Hall of Famer. I mean, what a time for him. He's got a spotlight on him. And he played well. Five touchdown catches for the receivers. Chris Hogan, Alvin Kamara, Jawan Johnson, Deontay Harris. So he spread the ball around. Jameis Winston, 14-20, not a lot of pass, 148 yards, first time in NFL history that a quarterback passed for under, under 150 yards and threw five touchdowns and one. But that's because he's got Sean Payton as the head coach, who's, in, who's a genius. I mean, Alvin Kamara didn't even have a great game running. 20 carries for 83 yards. But the Saints didn't just win the game. They crushed Green Bay 38-3. And you know what that says to me? I think it was a mistake to bring back Aaron Rodgers. I think they should have moved on. Maybe it's my knee-jerk reaction after week one. And we'll see what happens by the time we get to the end of the season. But that's my take on it is that maybe they should have said you know what let's move on we're starting over and they didn't and now they're going to be stuck with Aaron Rodgers all year don't let them have a bad year and that locker room's going to get worse and the coach is going to have a tough decision deciding between okay what do I do here Do I bench Aaron Rodgers and just go with Jordan Love? Showing him some love? You know that wouldn't be good. You know that would lead to nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble in Green Bay. But that may be what he has to do. Don't let him go to 0-2. Don't let him get to 0-2. That's not going to be good. All right, this should be a good Monday night football matchup. The Baltimore Ravens at the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm actually on the West Coast, so it's random. It's a 5-15 game. Oh, my. Watching football at 5-15, you're just barely getting off work. Barely getting off work. But that should be a lot of fun. The line is minus four for the Ravens. But the Ravens have a lot of running back issues. They've lost 
two running backs and now are going in blind with what five running backs now I don't know I don't know what we're gonna get out of the Baltimore Ravens but it'll be exciting there's no doubt about that I'm looking forward to seeing what they are going to be able to do and it's really going to come down to what Lamar Jackson can do because Gus Edwards being out, DJ Dobbins being out. They even have Marcus Peters, the cornerback, is out. The Ravens added Latavius Murray and Le'Veon Bell. Boy, I mean, you got Le'Veon Bell is a, I mean, he was, he's an amazing running back to me, but haven't played well with the Jets. He's a Super Bowl, what could have been a Super Bowl champion with the Chiefs last year, and now he's with the Ravens and still has a chance to get back to the Super Bowl with the Ravens. That is a possibility. But it all comes down to what you're going to see out of Lamar Jackson. The Ravens go as Lamar Jackson goes. And we'll see how far he can take them. Now, when I look at this game and and the potential bets on the other side of the ball with the Las Vegas Raiders at home, season two in Las Vegas, they have a new offensive line. They're going to be starting four new offensive linemen. What are you going to get out of Derek Carr? And I ask you a question. How many other players on the Las Vegas Raiders can you really name? After Derek Carr. Darren Waller, tight end? Maybe. Maybe you would have said that. But this team on paper is a rather unknown. Especially with the offensive line and the fact that they're starting four new offensive linemen and they have young wide receivers that could be a good thing in terms of speed but definitely not in terms of experience so of course as i mentioned earlier i went to props hq as i was thinking about what i am going to do for tonight's game making my picks And you can go there too. Formerly known as the PropsNetwork.com. Now it's PropHQ. I'm taking the Ravens at minus four. Over under points at 50 and a half. I'll take the over. Couple of prop bets. Lamar Jackson, touchdown passes, one and a half. I'll take the over at plus 120 there. Running back, wide receiver props. I'm looking at Lamar Jackson again, 11 and a half rushing attempts. I'll take the over there, minus 135. I'm going to look later on for some prop bets for Le'Veon Bell. I don't see anything right now on DraftKings, but that's another one I would look at. 
some other player prop parlays. Lamar Jackson to pass for two plus touchdowns and the Baltimore Ravens win. That's plus 240. I'll buy that for a dollar. One I like even more is Lamar Jackson to pass for three plus touchdowns and the Ravens win at plus 650. The reason why I like that one as well is because I think with the questions of the, about the running game, it really is going to come down to Lamar Jackson and the wide receivers. There's also two more that I like. If you want to go even further, Lamar Jackson to pass for two plus touchdowns and Sammy Watkins to have 75 plus receiving yards, that's plus 1,000. Plus 1,200, Lamar Jackson to pass for 250 plus yards and Sammy Watkins to have 75 receiving yards. That's plus 1,200. A dollar to win $12. I like both of those. The last two. So, I mean, I guess take your pick. 250 plus yards or two touchdowns. I think I'll take the two touchdowns and not the 250 yards. Because I think Lamar Jackson will be running a lot on the ground. And that may take away some of those passing yards. So, I'll go with the two plus touchdowns. And Sammy Watkins to have 75 plus receiving yards plus 1,000. $1 to win 10. And that's what I'm going with tonight. So I'm going to enjoy some football on the West Coast. This will be neat. Watching the game as early as I am. And I hope you've enjoyed week one so far in the NFL. As we have one more game to play. My fantasy football teams are looking good going into Monday night. I'm probably going to go 3-0. and A good chance of going 3-0. and It's exciting. Enjoy your week. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Ciao for now.